Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the VGL podcast. Thank you for stopping by because we're going to hopefully have a good one for you today. I am your host, Andrew, and I have here with me the god of poor, the father of two children, John. And I also have the, the legend of Helga, my redheaded companion, Kevin. How are you guys doing today? That's a fucking insider <laughs> joke if I've ever heard one. My parents wanted to name me Helga if I was a girl. God of poor. <laughs> he said you poor as fuck, boy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, you get, I mean, how many parents, you know, have lots of money whenever they have more kids? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing pretty good today. Yeah, man. Got off hear. work, son. Fucking off work. What? That means I can. Yeah, that means I can drink now. Thank God, because I got a fucking training student. And uh, <laughs> your weekend has started, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is today was my Friday. I got off at uh, two. I woke up at three a.m. to go to work at four. It's three a.m. Uh, she hands me my raincoat. Yeah, except their night is ending. My night was beginning. Or day. She's was always beginning. worried about things like that. She said it's all gonna end and it might as well be my fault. She only sleeps when it's raining and she screams and her voice says straining. She says, baby. You know, I don't even like you two. Not you two, <laughs> but like the group you two. <laughs> I like thought about it. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. They're thinking I'm an asshole. <laughs> no, the group no, you I, two. No, I knew what you meant. I knew oh, what okay. you meant. It's, it's, right. I don't know. It's my I don't favorite. like you two either. <laughs> Suck it, it's my favorite Irish quartet. <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny that John has a microphone next to his mouth, but he's using the beer bottle to <laughs> sing into like a microphone. Hey, no one knew except for you two. <laughs> What a fucking intro, boys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. I've missed you guys. It's been a week. <laughs> it's it, been one week since God you- damn oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll turn everything into a goddamn song, man. I don't care. You just explained, Kevin, how your week is gone. My week has gone almost just as like weird and like stressed out at work. So thankfully, it hasn't been as bad, but it's still up there. How the hell we wind up like this? Why weren't we able? <laughs> Look at this graph. <laughs> set me up perfect. Don't you call a set spike? Today is, today is like your last day off though, isn't it, Andrew? Aren't you going back to work tomorrow? Yes. Tomorrow. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> Tamer. T-E-M-E-R. Tamer. 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 Andrew, you go back to work tomorrow? I go back to work tomorrow. Tamer. It's garbage. G A R garbage. Bitch. Why garbage. was it? Why was a? Why was a hot shit, man? Uh, I mean, it 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 sucks to say, but like the the one senior guy that's still on our shift, our crew, because there's only three of us, and I'm the mid tier guy, and the senior guy is still out 
because of COVID. I mean, he's getting better, thankfully, but that's also putting everything on me seniority wise. So I'm handling all the incoming calls. We're down a man. It's, it's, it's not terrible, but you know, some nights it can be overwhelming. So to me, that sounds like work, 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 work. It's all about that work, 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 work. We'll talk to him after the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's been <laughs> it's been a hell of a week for me too. I swear to God, ladies and gentlemen. I swear to God. If you fucking started singing it's been one week, I was gonna fucking leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's no my he's my, not gonna redo it he's he's on shuffle oh, he's yeah. not on repeat no my six month daughter six month year old six month year old what the fuck six month year old <laughs> my six month old daughter started teething on thursday and fuck me running dude it has been hard pressed to get some sleep over the last few nights so I'm running on fumes, and when I get tired and sleepy, I get goofy, and that is what is happening right now. So, Are you going to be one of the parents that go like, oh, this is my 36-month-year-old kid? No, you, no, because I, I'm, I'm not going to... No, I'm not going to be one of those assholes that forces people to do math in their head. Like, oh, how old's your baby? 45 weeks. Look, I don't give a shit about your stupid, ugly kid. Don't Just tell me how many months or years old he is. Oh, he's a year and a half. Okay, cool. <laughs> Don't make me do that. But math. see, that's the thing. They're just they're tracking it themselves because of all of the like parenting guides and uh, scheduled doctor's appointments. So they know they have to go within or on these like oh the forty fifth week or oh on the uh, the twenty the twentieth month. You're forcing someone to do math in their head because it's like, what about the months that have five weeks? You know, and it's like, it's, okay, just tell me that your kid is almost a year old. I don't care. Well, because just He's like you, they're sleep anyway. deprived. They can't do the math beforehand to tell you. They're just hoping that you're awake and alert enough to be able to do it. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys remember being younger when you could tell people how old you were? Be like, I'm five and three quarters. I'm this many. Yeah. But then as soon as you as soon as you hit double digits, as soon as you hit 10, it's like there's no more halves or quarters. It's like, I'm 10. And 11 months from now, I'll be 11. <laughs> See, I'm going the exact opposite. Whenever somebody asks me how old my daughter's going to be, I'm like, uh... I got like 17 and a half more years with her. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. how I'm going to fucking start recording. It's a countdown from 18. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That sounds a little too creepy, though. They're like, yeah, she's got 16 years and two months until she's legal. See, only if you lick your lips when you <laughs> That's do what it. the creepy uncle would say. And <laughs> that's, that's when you kind of get him out of the way. Mm, you would know because you would be the creepy uncle, wouldn't you, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the creepy uncle always he always counts to sixteen. It's weird. Mm. He's European. <laughs> Hot damn! All right, Whew. hell of an intro. Well, you know, let's let's kind of get into it, Kevin. You said it is your weekend, so now that you've started to be able to be drinking, what the hell are you drinking? I am drinking something I've had on the show before, but it is a—it's uh, a classic for me. It is a very old drink. Uh, my wife makes fun of me all the time. She calls me an old person. For some reason, no bar around here can put it in their fucking head, even though the name of the drink is what's the ingredients in the drink. It's a seven and seven. 
It's a Seagram 7 with 7-Up. And some, the last time, the reason why I'm on like a 7-7 seven binge is because me and my wife went to this local like Chinese restaurant. It's where the old Blockbuster used to be. I think it's called like Blue Moon now or something. Uh, Blue Moon. I'm sitting at the table and I can see the bar. So I look to the right. I go, I'm like squinting because even though I just got new glasses, uh, apparently I failed the test. So I'm squinting and I'm looking at the bar and I'm like, ooh, Seagram's. I'll have a Seagram 7 and 7. I, I just said 7 and 7, but uh, so I'm like, I'll have a 7 and 7. So they go behind the bar. Lady picks it up. It's empty. And I see her go talk to one of her coworkers. She's like, hey, we got any Seagram's in the back? And she's like, I think we got another bottle. Goes in the back, comes back empty handed. We don't have any 7 and 7. I was like, fuck, man. All right. So I look at the bar again. I'm like, all right, you got Jack. I'll have a uh, Jack and Coke. Let's make it simple. Uh, so she goes to the bar, picks up the Jack. The Jack is empty. I was like, is this a fucking bar? Like, what What do you have, pray tell? I thought you were going to say, like, I remember you telling the story about your dad, how he got jinxed, or not jinxed, <laughs> but he got uh, he got bamboozled by having Jack and Pepsi. Jack and Pepsi? And he yeah. drank it for years. And then finally, this is my total. He's like, God damn it, this fucking Pepsi's ruining my life. But <laughs> for those who don't know what a 7 and 7 is, grab your pen and paper. You're going to get a bottle of Seagram 7, which is whiskey. It's a, it's a very smooth whiskey. And you're going to grab a bottle of 7-Up. You put about, I put about two fingers worth of Seagram 7 and then fill it up with 7-Up for the rest of it. Give it a nice little mix. I got four whiskey rocks in there right now to chill it. That's it. It's very simple. Somehow I go anywhere and first I, I either get made fun of by my family and by family I mean Joe's family uh, or they don't have it or a mixture of the two. Meanwhile, her brother makes fun of me and he's drinking piss water. Uh, it's like, hmm, I'll have your finest dirt that's been put through a coffee filter and then some monk peed on it. Oh, you mean you mean Bud Light? No, Natty Light? Come on, man. I, those are good. <laughs> Zero calories. Zero taste. Bigelow Ultra. That's what I'm fucking drinking, though, man. Like, it's good. If you guys haven't had it, I highly suggest it. Just prepare to be made fun of by everyone that ever talks to you. Can't be worse than having a woo-woo. The woo-woo takes a lot more to put into, so no, it's not. <laughs> I can see, like, I'm not one of the assholes that goes to the bar and is like, hey, can you make this 15-ingredient thing that you're going to have five gallons worth at the end and I'm only going to get a shot of? No, I'm like, hey, mix these two things, please. Maybe three if you count the ice, four if you count the glass. Sometimes you don't have to fucking put glass in it. Just throw it in my face. Five if you count the little umbrella. There's no umbrella in it. That's what makes it a virgin. <laughs> Andrew and I collectively have our thinking faces on. <laughs> now, see, I'm always the one that, you know, I'm sure the bartender hates me because I either want, like, some sort of uh, frozen margarita, so that means getting the blender out and cleaning the blender afterwards, or having a Long Island, which is like, all right, let's have these five liquors added in there, splash it with a little bit of a uh, triple sec or sour uh, or sours. And then uh, like a little bit of Coke, like let's add these 17 ingredients in there. And then we <laughs> see, I don't uh, do that at the bar. I do that at Starbucks. I'm that guy that'll order a venti frappuccino in the middle of winter. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't drink coffee, dude. I can't do it. I can't. I don't, I okay, can't then do go, don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. There's more shit though that I like at Starbucks. Other go than to like go to McDonald's and go get uh one of their ice cream McFlurries because that's basically their what your are good. That's basically what you're ordering. I remember when we used to always try to get their frappes, and they were always out when they first came out. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> John. Hopefully you got something a little different than the last two recordings. What 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 are you drinking today? Uh, so I'm going back to uh, a brand that I did before, which is called Flying Dog. I did their Gonzo before, which is their Imperial Porter. So this one is Flying Dog, and it's called their Freezing Season. It's a winter ale, um, 7.4 ABV. Um, it's it's more like kind of a malt flavor, not quite a stout, um, but it's really good. I'm digging it. It's um, it's pretty cool. It's a seasonal for flying dog. So I gave the details nice. of flying dog before. They're based out of Frederick, Maryland, um, quite a ways from really all three of us, but um, probably closest to me. Um, but it's uh, lo- locally brewed here in Maryland, where the three of us are at. And um, yeah, I'm really digging it. It's it's kind of got a multi smooth caramel finish. Um, not quite a stout, but uh, definitely in that nature so i'm 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 digging it it's really good so yeah 7.4 um I, I i need to show you guys the little graphic if you can actually see it here it's like this naked dude <laughs> too bright why do you want to show us this naked dude because it's me he's got a little peepee mm-hmm. now i have a question for you i have a question for you guys are you more summer drink winter drink fall drink or do they even make spring drinks? Like you always talk about the summer ale, the winter ale, the you got the fucking pumpkin spice fall shit. Where do you guys? Where do you, do they have a spring? And where do you guys fall? <laughs> fall. It's <laughs> ah. a good question. Uh, I don't know. For me, like um, I know that a few places that me and Emily have been to that the the seasonal or the specialty drinks that they've had have usually been the tastiest during the summer. Um, I'm not too keen on a lot of the pumpkin flavored things, the, the pumpkin nails or different things like that. That'll come out during the fall or even whenever you go into like the heavy nutmeg of the Christmas or holiday ones. Um, so I, if there are spring ones, probably spring, summer, I'd be more uh, akin to. Uh, it, it is a good question. I don't know. It's whatever flavor I'm craving at that moment. So, you know, it's always interesting when I go to a restaurant and I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to order this drink. And then they have their little menu of, hey, here's our seasonal shit. And I'm like, oh, hey, here's a twist on this regular menu item that is now winter or fall or whatever. So I'll usually maybe try something of that nature but yeah i don't know i'm never like going out of my way to be strictly seasonal like i'm only having fall drinks in fall or whatever you know so just whatever craver whatever flavor i'm craving at that time makes a craver hence why i get frappuccinos in the dead of winter so (laughs) no preference check yep i want my double chocolate chip god damn it and i don't care what month it is is that what you'd say when you order it? <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't even order the drink. You're just like, I want my double chocolate chip, god damn it. <laughs> and then you, you give them the debit card. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're like, this fucking asshole. They just give again. you like a small cup of like chocolate chips. <laughs> yeah. These aren't double. 
melted. <laughs> <laughs> well, for myself, I kind of went a little back back in time for me. Uh, one of the Do you only remember the time. I'll turn it I'll turn it all into a song. <laughs> One of the only alcoholic drinks that I've had before I was twenty one was uh, a Miller Genuine Draft. That's illegal. Yes. Yeah, John's giving you the <laughs> thumbs like, down. Yes. <laughs> but uh not not I, I don't care about the illegal part. I'm fine with that. Whatever. I'm talking about the MGD though. I know that uh, a lot of people don't care for the taste and whatnot, but I enjoy it. Um, I've tried a lot of different beers, and there are different ones that just don't have uh, the taste for me. Like I remember when I first, like when I first turned twenty-one, the first six-pack I bought was a Heineken because everyone at work said that they enjoyed Heineken. I had half of a bottle, and I felt sick afterwards. And I was like, "I'm done, done with that." So I got. Okay, I was done with that bottle. I gave it two weeks. I went back to a second bottle. It, tried it. Nope. Done. Like I, it made me sick. I couldn't do Heineken, so I just stuck with the with what I was used to beforehand, and uh, that is what I enjoyed. So that's what I uh, what I would stick to. So whenever they kind of like left, and then brought it back, I was I was very happy. Because they kind of phased out the MGDs so that they could bring in the high lifes, the champagne of beer. And I was like, whenever I saw it, uh, I ended up getting Kevin a uh, thing of woodchucks. And whenever I was buying that, I looked and I saw the MGDs and I, I got super excited. Super excited. I can't wait to feel like shit again. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> well, no, that was for only for the Heinekens, not the MGDs. All right, so the you said the MGDs were your first under twenty one alcohol drink. It, it was yeah, basically. John, do you do you remember your first under twenty one alcohol drink? Yeah, but I don't want to say. Was it Mad Dog twenty twenty? If we're talking about the first time I ever had alcohol, mm-hmm. it was when I took a sip of my mom's wine at when I was five. <laughs> thought it thought it was my grape juice. We're talking about the first time I actually drank something knowing what it was. Knowingly, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to get made fun of. Let's move I on. I fucking, my first console I bought was Wii U, all right? <laughs> no, but it doesn't get more girly than Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> when you're, when you're in your, like, I was teens, 14. 20s, <laughs> yeah, that did <laughs> I was 14 having my cards lemonade because my mom supplied alcohol for a bunch of minors. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'll drink a Mike's hard lemonade. It wasn't my first, but I'll, I mean, fuck it. It's got alcohol and it's lemonade. It's fucking tasty. Do you know how many Smirnoff ices I had whenever I was younger? Like Jesus. Uh, my first one, I went hardcore. All right. I'm making up for last week when my first console and first game that I bought were shit. My first alcoholic beverage was Popov vodka. (laughs) You know, the shit that you could probably start the fucking jet engines with. Yeah, I had that and orange juice. That was my first, uh, I think I had that when I was like 15. No idea what that is. Popov? Popov? It's like an $8. uh... Back when I had it, it was like $5 for a handle of vodka. 
Like it smells like straight rubbing alcohol. You can still see it. Yeah. It looks like the old school Tetris uh, cartridges. It's fucking <laughs> serious, man. Like it's fucking god awful. It's yeah. All you have to do is look at the uh, the most bottom shelf of vodka. Even area. the big gigantic handle doesn't even come in glass. It's like a little fucking. It's plastic. That, that's how cheap it is. It's you know what? Do yourself <laughs> do yourself a service, John. Go to the liquor store and just get like the the little bottle that like the flask size bottle, and just smell it. You don't have to drink it; just smell it. It smells like you're straight. Uh, you're smelling a uh, straight uh, rubbing alcohol. It's god awful. Yeah, Popov screwdriver. Oh yeah, I got I got fucked up and we played spades. Oh spades. I'm just gonna sit here and reminisce too much if we don't continue <laughs> on. Uh well, before we go too far, let's also uh, remind everybody that as we are the VGL podcast, there are other great podcasts that are within the Creative Brain Candy umbrella. And one of our sister podcasts, I say sister podcast because you give the feminine gender to whatever stuff like, but it's a uh, Eyes Forward March. <laughs> what? It's like calling a, a car. You you give the car a car name, you give it a female name. You give a boat a name, you give it a, like a female name, like sister podcast. Chink, chink. That's Andrew <laughs> digging himself deeper. In a Would you? Hole. Uh, yeah, <laughs> gonna need a backhoe for the hole you just dug yourself. Uh, we'll see if I'm editing this one or you guys are. <laughs> uh, but seriously, guys, check out Eyes Forward March, where you can listen to uh, a few NCOs. Um, Give give some stories, give some uh, experiences, but uh, hey, it, it's probably better if they just tell you themselves. Hey everyone, this is Sergeant Seagar with Eyes Forward March, right here on the Creative Brain Candy Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, do me a favor, check out myself and Platoon Daddy Bacon, a couple of old school army guys who cover topics ranging from everyday life to matters that members of the military face. No matter what the conversation is about, I guarantee you're going to get some military humor. Search Eyes Forward March on your favorite podcast platform today. All right. Now, we've been getting off on so many tangents so far already, and it's not even not even to the meat and potatoes yet. But uh, we can't get too far without asking you guys, you know, what you've been playing. You just got pulled, pulled. John, you've been doing a lot of different things as as far as your uh, your new PC, playing Steam, or even uh, just getting used to things for your classes. What have you been playing lately? Um, still on the Final Fantasy VII remake grind. Um, I I'm doing. He calls it a grind. That's cute. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> your child's not here yet, and I'm a father of two, so yes, it is a grind. Um, so I'm in chapter 14. Uh, I'm not in the Shinra building yet. I'm doing like the nine side quests that are unlocked before you go into the Shinra building. So I'm finding lost chocobos, helping kids find some other fucking bullshit, uh, finding some sort of special things for some doctor, <laughs> and beating up some baddies that were looking for Aerith. Uh, and some other stuff. I did a complete respec on 
all the materia for all my characters. I say all my characters, but it's just Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett at this point. Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming from this point forward, Aerith does not come back into the party. You can totally spoil it for me. I don't. I don't care. I've beaten it. You didn't beat it this whole mm-hmm. fucking time. I thought you beat it. The remake? Yeah, I haven't beaten the remake either. I know you haven't. I thought. I thought Kevin did. Anyway, um, so do he you remember? Go back to the remake. Do you remember where you're at in the remake? Not very far. Um. I was going through some shit at home, uh, like with myself. So when the game came out, I didn't get to focus on it. So I yeah. just kind of put it on the, the, the back burner. And I haven't gotten back to it because that's when I started the uh, my Final Fantasy year. So I haven't gotten back to play it. I, I have it I have it like on the shopping block to go up yeah. soon. Cool. Yeah. So I, I think from what I've been reading, there's like 17 chapters, 18 chapters, and I'm in 14. So I'm interested to see, like, once you get to the Shinra building, um, kind of just how long that actually takes because you're going in there to find Aerith. It is incredible to me because I was looking at my save time and I'm at like 30 hours. And, you know, Kevin, we talked about this before, like, this game. And the story of it is really like the first six hours of the original and how they got 30 hours out of this is absolutely amazing. Um, They added so much stuff, but it still feels natural to the world of Final Fantasy VII. A lot of walking. A lot of fucking walking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just unlocked this materia that is called, I don't know, it it, it was a step counter and you had to walk 5,000 steps and then it became like an APB boost materia which is pretty cool yeah so you have this side quest where you have to there's three lost chocobos and if you walk the whole quest you fill up that step meter pretty quickly but once you unlock the chocobos you can then fast travel in between but then once you finish that side quest you get a a a thing where you can fast travel freely without having to pay the 300 gil or whatever it was so i thought that was pretty cool um but yeah i i respect all the material on, on everybody uh i put the assess on Barrett, and then I gave Tifa a bunch of stuff too, and it's worked out a lot better for me. Because um, I know you're saying that like Cloud was being as slow as he was, having him with the assess was making it more difficult for you. It really was. But uh, like, given everybody ATB boost, and so like one of the things that I found that I was doing wrong was I gave everybody all the elemental materia, so everybody had fire, everybody had. Uh, ice and and but you only really need one of each and then you can splice in a bunch of other materia so one of the yep. ones that i have uh tifa with right now is the um she's got Aerith's healing thing because Aerith isn't using it because she's not in the party right now but she has the magnify thing and um you put them in a i put it in her bracelet or whatever where they um it's a combined materia slot so when I heal and I have the magnify, if I do like a Kuraga thing or like a, a mass party cure, it hits everybody. And the cone of that is so freaking huge. I can be on the other side of the map and still catch some of the healing, which is pretty cool. Or I can do regen or something like that. So um, so something like that, those uh, the, those equipments that have those like little paired slots, yeah, something like that is something to keep in mind for like who you want to have whatever materia. Because just like how you have that, like, cure and all, you can also do, like, an element. Like, yeah. say you would do, like, element and poison on your weapon. And so all of your attacks are going to have an element of poison in your attack. Mm-hmm. 
and different things like that. Or if you have that on the bangle or whatever for your defense, then you're going to have like a, a higher resistance of, you know, ice. If you have like element and ice. I have I have Cloud set up with the elemental one. And it, it just seems so fitting to have him with Thunder. So, you know, Cloud, Thunder. <laughs> um, but Thunder almost always hits. So it's pretty nice. And I got it up to Thundaga right now, which is the third level of the spell. But um, yeah, I really do enjoy the combat and the game overall. Like Kevin alluded to it, though, like there is a lot of walking, a lot of forced walking. And there's while the foreground and a lot of the environments is so highly detailed and looks amazing, especially when you're in the part of the game after the plate falls. When you look up to where the level of where Midgar is, dude. It looks like PS1 graphics. It looks like shit. It really does. I'm like, yeah, all of the all of the graphics were spent on the high res versions of the characters and some of the backgrounds. But um yeah, I really am enjoying the game overall. And then also put in uh about another twenty minutes, thirty minutes or so in the pedestrian, uh the puzzle kind of platforming game I talked about last episode. Really do enjoy it. I think you guys would probably like it. By you guys, I mean everyone. Um it's it's really fun. I do like that game. And I got kind of a wild hair up my ass watching some streamers the other night. And then I was like, hey, if I'm going to eventually, you know, try streaming, at, you know, and I've said that I wanted to do God of War. I was like, uh, it kind of be a challenge for me if I wanted to do the hardest difficulty. So I tried that last night and I got through the first like hour and a half of the game. Very, very difficult. If if you've played God of War, you know what I'm talking about. The first like six hours of that game are very much stacked against you. Um, just combat wise, you're basically like two hits and you're dead. So you your dodge parry game needs to be on point. Uh, it's a lot of axe throwing, which is fun because I, I love the axe throwing mechanic in that. But um, it was cool. It was definitely a, a challenge and I liked that. So um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully I get on streaming at some point and get to go through that game. And everyone can watch me suck ass. Kevin, what are you playing? Uh, well, it's only been like a week since we last recorded, so I haven't played too much because uh, mostly been at work. But I did finish uh, Devil May Cry 1. What'd you think? The story was ass. Uh, there was honestly no no point for the fucking did, story. So, And I didn't mention it on purpose. Did you like the level where you're fighting the freaking puppets that were in that room? Kind of reminds you of... Uh, God, what was that game? The the one you talked about on your top ten moments, the fucking marionette puppets or whatever. Uh, the only marionettes I, marionettes I remember is um, the scary game Condemned. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. So there's there's that one level in Devil May Cry where like you kind of have these kind of puppets that will eventually come to life, kind of a thing, and then you have to fight them. Do you remember that level? No, it's like right in the beginning. Um, yeah. I don't think it was that scary because you can tell. Like, they did the old school thing yeah. where the background was a different shade. Yeah, different color. You <laughs> yeah. could see it. Yeah. So, it wasn't it wasn't scary. But I can tell you the thing that kept me from playing this game before was I enjoy being a perfectionist in games. I, I enjoy getting everything. I enjoy being really good at a game even if I just started. So, whenever you attack people, they rank up your combo from D rank to S rank, and they call them fucking something. Like, A is awesome, S is stylish, D is dull, I think. But it's very hard to keep the combo going. So when I first played the game, how many years ago, I was like, fuck, man, I can only get up to, like, a B rank. I, I, I 
I don't, I don't, I want to be S. And when you, every time you beat a chapter, it would give you a rank and I'd get like D or C because I was going exploring and apparently the ranking is based on how many red orbs you got and how many, how, how long it took you to beat it. Yeah, it's it's your combo multiplier, how many of the treasures or secrets you found, and then your time spent in the level. So, so that always kept me from like, I was like, I got to stop because I want to perfect this game. But then I found out like this game is meant to be played over and over again. Yeah. And what pissed me off about this game the most was they break it down into chapters. And I'm assuming they break it down into chapters because you get a bonus red orb for depending on what rank you get. Mm-hmm. But you can traverse, like, the whole castle if you want. So you would get to a certain point and it'd be like, chapter one, done. And then you'd fucking play for, like, literally five to ten minutes. And it's like, chapter two, done. But then you can go back and go to the areas you went. So I didn't really understand the point of the chapters. It's kind of drew me out of the game because they were so quick. It was nice to, I guess to get the red orbs but like i said i got like d ranks and c ranks so i barely got any red orbs but honestly like i would text andrew i'm like uh, andrew i'm up to chapter 14 and then before i even sent the text two minutes later i'm like oh scratch that i'm on chapter 15 oh scratch that i'm on chapter 16 and that was with me exploring trying to find the blue orbs to to increase my health and stuff so it that that kind of took me out of it and like i said the story was ass but it was a lot of fun. The The combat was, was solid for the time. I feel like it definitely has dwindled very poorly. And apparently, from what I've been reading, Devil May Cry 2 is the black sheep of the, the, the family. So, can't wait to get into that. But, when I beat it, like I did Final Fantasy, I sent Andrew a picture. And I'm like, alright, do I go to Devil May Cry 2? Or do I jump into Metal Gear? Or Metal Gear? And Andrew's like, well, let's go back and forth so it doesn't become stale. So I started Metal Gear on the, uh, technically it's the MSX2, but I'm playing it on uh, the Xbox with the HD collection because it has the MSX2, Metal Gear, and Metal Gear 2 uh, that are part of the story. So I'm playing through that, trying to get the big boss rank. It's, It's not hard. It's hard to get big boss rank, but it's not a very difficult game. Uh, you just kind of got to take your time. There are some very pain in the ass kind of things. The The biggest thing I've come across in Metal Gear, which a lot of people talk about, is you have all these different uh, cards to get through doors. Like it's quintessential for Metal Gear Solid. But there's one door where you have to open. And when you go into the next room, it's a gas room. So you have to don your gas mask. Then you go through this little room that's like a maze. So if you don't have the gas room, it's slowly draining your health and you die. But then you get to the other side, and there's another fucking door that requires a key card, so you have to unequip the gas mask to equip the key card, so you have to lose health to go through the door. This is very annoying. Um, but I've been watching uh, Jaguar King play the Metal Gear series. He's a big speedrunner. The only He speedruns all the Metal Gear games and the Metal Gear Solid, but he only does big boss rank, so it's pretty cool to watch. You might have to explain what that is. Like I, 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 I know what that is, but I'm saying like for the uninformed. The big boss rank is so in the first two, the MSX versions, there's normal and easy difficulty. So you have to beat it on the hardest difficulty, quote unquote, in a certain amount of time with 
usually without killing anyone or killing an X amount. Not using any rations, got to beat it um, without being caught or caught a certain amount of times. So in order to get big boss rank on Metal Gear, you cannot get caught ever. It allows you to get caught eight times, and each one of those eight times is like a cutscene in this game. So they're forced alerts, so you cannot get any other alerts in this game. You can't use, I think you can use one ration throughout the thing. You have to beat it in under 35 minutes, I think. So it's gonna be it's going to be quite challenging. I I felt like I was cheating myself by watching someone play it and then attempting. But then I was like, well, if I don't, I'm gonna have to play these games so many fucking times on repeat and over and over again to get this bug boss rank. So in order to do it in a year, I'm gonna watch it. I'm not gonna read anything. I'm just gonna kind of watch what they do and then attempt it myself and then go go that way. So playing that. And, um, continuing Katamari Damacy, uh, reroll. I fucking, I love that game. I was actually listening. I got new, uh, earbuds. And the first thing I popped on was Katamari Damacy reroll fucking soundtrack. It's so, it's so happy go lucky. Like it's, it's hard not to listen to it and just smile. Uh, I just love the game. So I'm trying to go through and collect all the items and all the presents and stuff. So once I get the thousand achievement points on that, I'll probably uninstall it. But I'm kind of interested and playing the other Damasi games, so I might put some of those on my, my PS2 that I modded. Uh, Andrew, what have you been playing? So, aside from the regular of Warzone and Genshin Impact, yes. Um, well, Genshin Impact has been fun, but I've been just basically doing my dailies. There, there hasn't been much that's been drawing me in. I mean, I've only been playing it for over a year now, and it's still fun, but it's not let me put hours into it every day fun. Um, Warzone is Warzone. Could that be a game we talk about later? It might be. Segway. I fell but, off one once. <laughs> but uh, I've actually been playing a Christmas gift that somebody got me called <laughs> Tales of Arise. I thought you were going to say, I've been playing this Christmas game. I'm like, well, first off, we're after christmas and second like there's a christmas game <laughs> of course it's, it's called santa comes and your mom uh, no. christmas comes early <laughs> winter is coming <laughs> <laughs> got him no i've i've actually been playing a game that kevin had got me for me for christmas called tales of arise for the ps5 and it's been the first real ps5 game that i have own slash played and it's a lot of fun um it's been a long time since i've played a tales game um i think the last one was uh tales of symphonia which tells you just how far back that goes and i think that was back what gamecube era but the the gameplay is fun it's kind of it's it's smooth there's a lot of like uh, hallway antics and whatnot for the way that the maps run it's similar to the encounter methods of like Final Fantasy 13, where you can wander around the map. There's monsters on the map, and as soon as you engage with them, then it activates the uh, battle, and then you go to like a battle arena map. But the intro to the game is very anime esque, and the way that it plays through, like there's 
it doesn't seem very blocky. I mean, yes, it is a little little stiff at some points uh, for the way the characters move, but it's not very blocky. And I've been listening to it with the English voiceover acting, and it's 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 pretty good. It 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 flows really well. Um, the way that the actors have been able to talk, actually, they have the proper, you know expressions enunciations as they should to keep it going and it doesn't sound like a bland like dubbed game so is it originally in japanese i believe so gotcha from what i've what i've looked up so you can also change it and uh, and whatnot and apparently there uh, there's some really well known voice actors for each of them for both the japanese and the english it's just looking it up it looks like a looks like a nice game and, and like I said, like very anime-esque for the cutscenes and different uh, parts to it. Um, the battle sequences are fun where it's engaging um, and you have to basically rely on the strategy of how you're going to get each character to incorporate into your attacks. Almost uh, almost like how uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is. How you can, you can work to build up their equipment, you can switch out between who you play as. And once I ended up coming across, I think I'm, I'm close to 10 hours in. And once you come across one of the, the characters, I was like, I recognize that voice actor. The character's name is Law, L-A-W. And as soon as I heard him, I was like, that's Meliodas from Seven Deadly Sins. If you watch other anime. Or he's also Ed and Yeager from Attack on Titan. Or even Kirito from Sword Art Online. And just looking it up, like there are other, like the person that plays Law or that voice acts Law in the Japanese version is also Inosuke in Demon Slayer. Wow. So like they really have a good cast for their voice actors and the gameplay is fun and engaging too. It's not like, it's still a kind of a grind-ish game, but not an overhaul of uh, you have to grind to get this built up for you to be able to go to the next place gotcha so i've definitely enjoyed it so thank you kevin you're welcome so i guess now we should get into the meat and potatoes of it all and today's topic is actually something that we're going to figure out the best way to explain it because i mean when you boil down to it we're talking about games and game franchises that have eternal life it's like they have their own cheat codes to be able to outlast as long as they have but really it's we're talking about games that have either been around for too long or that have somehow managed to hang on as long as they have and in a little bit of discussion beforehand just trying to get an idea to bounce off of each other for what we each thought about what was going on we have a lot of overlap and rightfully so we've been in the gaming community for as long as we have to be able to see and understand and try to figure out how it's affecting not only us but other gamers just as john was saying i think we'll talk about the first one being call of duty because i mean to me call of duty's been around for probably too long i mean it's been around since 2007 well that was cod 4 though yes so like the, the cod 4 of modern warfare or was it modern warfare yeah modern warfare that was the the pivotal one that really helped to make everything you know a lot more fun and a lot less a lot less World War One ish. But that was also the beginning of multiplayer. 
Yes. And, and that was, uh, that was part of not only that game, but the revolutionary of having an online multiplayer. But I mean, realistically, Call of Duty has come out with over 20 games. Yeah. And they've talked about, like, they've almost had a new game out every year, and they've tried to make that happen. They even had two different production teams to be able to come out with a game every other year. Now, recently, Xbox, Microsoft has just purchased Activision and Blizzard, which could help to create the potential alteration of that future, which they even just came out in a press release talking about how they're going to focus on better quality and content that they bring out and not try to rush something every year. So it may even look like we're not even going to get a Call of Duty each year anymore. Good. But the real question is, has it really lived itself out too long? I mean, when you look at Vanguard, which has sold and I think is still like the top FPS for this for 2021, um, it's still like by Active Blizz is still considered a failure just because of review scores. <laughs> um, I, I think people have just kind of gotten I, I, I say people obviously the game sells like they, they have it's it's a literal money making machine in Call of Duty. And everyone and their mom's going to buy it. But I think the more that they keep going with the pay to win kind of scheme where you can get, you know, it used to just be that you'd pay for skins or blueprints or extra like gear for your character just as cosmetic things. But now that you can pay 10 bucks and get something that Andrew logged 100 hours in on multiplayer <laughs> to get, you can just pay $10 to bypass all of that and get this badass gun I don't know, man. It's or you can have some hacker that you're fighting against online. You kill them or they kill you and then you automatically get all of your guns maxed out for free. I I don't know. It's I think for me it's kind of run its course. I'm not much of a Call of Duty fan. Most of that has to do with the fact that I suck at it. But Kevin, your thoughts? Uh I have I had Call of Duty on my list as well. I I think I think the problem is not just Call of Duty. Like, don't get me wrong, Call of Duty is the main forerunner for my hatred towards first-person shooters. But I feel like there's every goddamn year there's a new first-person shooter, and they all try to do the same thing. Yeah, uh, I I hate futuristic first-person shooters with a passion. Uh, I really wish, like when Call of Duty. No, I'm sorry. Battle when Battlefield went back to like World War II, I was like, "Fuck yes!" Because my biggest pet peeve with the futuristic shit is they're like, "Okay, it's a future. Everything's better." So every gun felt exactly the same. There was no reason to change the gun up. So it didn't matter what gun I picked. I could I could have a submachine gun that could pick somebody off three thousand yards away like a sniper rifle because it's the future. It's it's more accurate. It's more powerful. Give me, give me the old school stuff. And even, I feel like if they even went and did that, they've done that so much that it would just feel stale. And don't get me wrong, I understand why they went, because they had Call of Duty 1, 2, and 3. That was in the past. Then they were like, okay, let's bring it to the modern era, which I feel like is where they really shined, and that could just be nostalgia. It could be because that's when Xbox Live was blowing the fuck up. It could just be because it felt new and fresh, but then they got to the futuristic 
And it's the one, and I remember specifically, it's the one where they copied off of, uh, what's the mech game that came out when Xbox first, Xbox One first came? Titanfall? Titanfall. It felt like they were copying Titanfall, especially with the run off the wall mechanic. I, I played it and I was like, this is not Call of Duty. You're, you're, you're trying to be- Black Ops 3 or yeah, 4. Yeah, you're trying to be Titanfall. Get the fuck out of here, man. Do what you do and you did it so well. And it's the thing, like, a lot of my games where they just kept pumping this shit out fucking month after, I'm sorry, year after year after year, give it a break, man. I understand you guys, you're a company, you gotta make money. Stop. Just stop what you're doing, put some effort into the fucking game, and maybe we won't be so tired of it. But no, they, they, because they had the two companies. They had Infinity Ward, and they had uh, Treyarch, and... Treyarch made fucking Black Ops, and then the next year is fucking Modern Warfare. Black Ops 2, Modern Warfare 2. Black Ops 3, Modern Warfare 3. And it was just year after fucking year. I, I will say this, and I've said this on the show. I think the Treyarch games are my favorite. For whatever reason, the Black Ops games have been better for me. Just, like, easier for me to play. The Black Ops 1 and 2, I know 3 and 4 kind of get shut on, but Black Ops 1 and 2, and then most recently, last year, Cold War... Fuck me, dude. Like, those games were easier for me to grasp, especially the multiplayer. Um, I, I did a lot better in those games than the actual Modern Warfare games. I will slightly agree with you. I will say that uh, Black Ops, I feel like the multiplayers for those, they just felt more natural when the Modern Warfare versions definitely felt more like you had to be quick and speedy and skillful when... The, mod- or the Black Ops ones actually felt like, you know, oh, it's more natural in how you run, how you move, how you engage, and that, like, all wrapped around. I didn't care for Cold War. I don't know why. I just, I couldn't get into it. To each his own, man. Absolutely. What about something from your guys' list? Um, all right, this series is near and dear to my heart because, as a whole, I genuinely love it, but definitely have seen its fatigue over time uh i'm going with assassin's creed now earlier on in the series um you know when they were pumping out a game every year like really the first four games so which would be assassin's creed assassin's creed 2 assassin's creed brotherhood and then assassin's creed revelations you know with the Ezio trilogy in there those four games all of them are amazing there's nothing to hate or dislike about any of them. I, and, and I'm throwing the, the original one in there as I'm, you know, I pick, picked that back up a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the game that started it all from 2007. So uh, they didn't hit the nail on the head perfectly, but they at least started something. And then the, the Ezio trilogy is, is one of my favorite trilogies in gaming ever. It's, it's amazing what they did with that. But then... You know, I think they saw how much money they were making and started putting them out every year. Assassin's Creed 3 should be my favorite just by time period alone. I love everything about the American Revolution, but that game kind of just failed for a variety of reasons. But then they came back strong with Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which was really just a pirate game. I enjoy it. If you look at most like top Assassin's Creed game lists, like Black Flag's usually in the top three somewhere for most people just because it's such a damn good game. Uh, but then they had some some flops after that. Unity was just broken upon release. It, it shipped with over 3,000 known bugs. Uh, Syndicate then, the sales for that game after that just went down the drain because of Unity being so shit. 
Um, but then, you know, they rightfully took a break because at this point they were like coming out with games year after year. Then they took a break and then 2017 came around and they came out with Assassin's Creed Origins, which I absolutely love. I've talked about that game on the show previously. I love the setting in, in uh, Egypt. The voice acting for the character of Bayek is fucking top notch. Um, incredible. I love what they did with Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, and then the story of how like the Brotherhood and the Assassins came together. But then the two games after that, man, when you have uh, Odyssey and Valhalla, I know like those games reviewed well and a lot of critics like those games, but it's not Assassin's Creed anymore. They became RPGs. That's not Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed is me sneaking up on a guy and killing him with my secret blade, my hidden blade. Or and learning about history. Yeah, air, air assassination or like taking events in history and kind of putting an historical spin on them, which they do in those games. I think they just went way back in time, especially with Odyssey. Like, I don't give a fuck about the Roman Empire and all that shit. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think Assassin's Creed just kind of ran its course. I did like the multiplayer aspect that they came up with, like the Assassin's Creed. When Brotherhood shipped, you had a, a multiplayer for that, which was pretty cool because you had abilities where you could disguise yourself and you had you had like one target, right? And then someone was also targeting you. So you just have all these assassins running around the map and you had all the stuff that you could use in the game, the hidden blade, the crossbow, all that shit. And it was it was fun. It was so cool. But um. Yeah, I think that series has just gotten long in the tooth, especially because it's such a far cry away from what it started out as. Um, Kevin, your thoughts? No, I, I'm right there with you. I played Assassin's Creed 1. I was like, this is fucking dope. Played Assassin's Creed 2. It's like, this is fucking dope. Uh, played the ones after Assassin's Creed 2, uh, the whatever the fuck they were called. The Ezio trilogy, as you called them. And I remember pre-ordering 3, and then I never bought it. I got the steel case still wrapped up in plastic somewhere. Don't even own the game. And I was like, it's, it's the same shit. And especially because three was uh, us getting away from Britain, correct? That's what three was? Like US? Yeah, it's the American Revolution. Yeah. So I was like, how the fuck are we going to scale buildings when everything they show was like, here, climb this tree? And I was like, mm, that sounds really dumb. So I never got it. Uh, the only reason why I played Black Flag, and I'm glad I did, was because it came with the Xbox One that I bought. And I, I really did enjoy uh, that one. And I never touched another one until a buddy of mine, my neighbor, bought Valhalla. And I played it, and I was like, this is cool, and I feel like nothing had changed. It, it literally feels like they're running on the same engine. You still kind of got that clunky movement where... They, they scale on buildings really well, but when you run and you stop, he kind of does that like stutter lunge kind of thing, and every movement felt clunky, and I was like, this feels like I'm playing Assassin's Creed 1, but it just looks prettier. <laughs> yeah. I just got, again, it's the thing where they fucking, every year they're like, we gotta, like I said, most of my list is these games, they're like, we gotta pump it out, pump it out, pump it out. They're selling like hotcakes, fucking, they got short attention span, God knows if they'll buy the next one. They'll buy it if the game's good. It's that simple. So I'm right there with you. I think Assassin's Creed should just get the fuck out of here. I feel like you've done everything you can. Either start from scratch and redo the series or do not put it on a shelf again. Sure. Andrew? I didn't play many Assassin's Creed. 
it just wasn't something that really got into me. And with it being, especially with it even being about like the history aspect, it wasn't really my go-to subject in school to be interested in. So it wasn't a game that really caught my attention. I, I noticed its success in the early years, but it just wasn't something that grabbed me. It's a lot of fun. For the, the shit I give it, honestly, it might be better if you didn't play it because you could pick up one of the newer ones and you'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Just It's not one of the games where you can go back and go through every single one because you'll get very tired very quickly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I guess we can talk about next on my list. And this is kind of a broad spectrum. I can honestly probably boil it down to one company, and that's EA, EA Sports, to be to be more exact. <laughs> it's in the game. It's in the game. I had, I initially had Madden on here, and thinking about it, honestly, you can just rope pretty much all annualized sports games. <laughs> and I can tell you exactly when the problem began. It was when companies started buying the rights to be the only company, because without competition, that means you can put out shit products. Look at FIFA yeah, yep. 22. Worst rated soccer game. Look at Madden. You're paying $60 a year for something that for could a roster be, update. It could be a four <laughs> kilobyte roster update. Exactly. Thank you. The games get worse and worse. And I remember the last 2K game for NFL, NFL 2K5, they, they fucking stuck it to them. 2K came yes! out. 2K came out. They're like, all right, we're, Madden's destroying us. Let's put, Let's put all our eggs in this basket and and we're going to sell it for 20 fucking dollars. That game blew Madden out that year. Yes it did. I am so happy you fucking said that, dude, because that game was awesome. Yeah. Terrell Owens in the Eagles jersey on the cover, the creative player mode was unlike anything we'd ever seen before up to that point and it was Oh my god, it was amazing. And then randomly you have Carmen Electra in that game. Yep. Just, you know, for shits and giggles. <laughs> like it was dude, that game, like you said, it blew Madden out of the water, and it was the only year since Madden has been a game that they lost mm-hmm. uh like like they they weren't the number one football game was two thousand five. And they, they knew what they were doing. They they said, Fuck yeah. it, we'll sell it for twenty bucks, we're gonna put our heart and souls in this game. We need to bring people back, and it fucking brought it back in a good way. And then uh, EA was like, never again. Hey, NFL, here's <laughs> here's fucking a lot of money. Can we be the only person to make football game licensed football games? Sure. There goes all the competition. They don't have to they don't have to think about anything. They had the hit stick and that was it. What, what was yep. the last thing they made in Madden since the fucking hit stick on PS2? P- We're on fucking PS5. And the last thing you came out with was a goddamn hit stick. I remember when the game first came out. There's quarterback vision. I think Madden yeah. 06 for the Xbox 360 was even poorly rated because it was barely better than the original Xbox version. I just remember people shitting yeah. on it. And that was with Donovan. That was the last one I played. You had the sideline catches. <laughs> FIFA. Yeah. Need I say, just why do people buy these fucking I understand soccer is the most popular goddamn sport in the world. I want to play some soccer. Why do you keep giving them your fucking money? These games need to either stop and stop doing it every year. Just, you know what? Give me $60. I'll doubt. You know how much money they could save? They're like, okay, uh, buy Madden 22, okay? 
And then next year when Madden 23 comes out, give us $60 and we'll give you, we'll mail you, an update. Yeah, we'll mail you paper and you can manually put in your own fucking teams. Have at it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have to hire a motherfucker ever. They don't update anything. Usually they make it worse. I hate them. I understand yeah. they have to come out every year because every year is a new fucking season. No, but the, the the hard part is there are some people that are very that like they enjoy the games, they enjoy yeah. the sports, they enjoy the sports, and they hope that they can actually have the same recreative feelings while playing the games. And unfortunately, like you said, it's just a roster update each year, so they'll buy the new one each year to be able to play and enjoy the sport, but. It's just the same thing, and the old game has immediately lost its value, like taking a used car off the lot. Yeah, I I've gotten that way, especially with basketball. I know I'm I don't look like a basketball player. I'm a short, white, five foot eight guy, um, but I've always liked basketball. And as a kid who grew up in the '90s and got to watch MJ and the Bulls just run roughshod over the <laughs> over the league, like we grew up with the original Space Jam. Yeah, dude, like. <laughs> I loved f- basketball in the 90s, man, and playing like NBA Lives uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s, like NBA Live 2001 and 2002 were some of my favorite games. Like I loved playing as Allen Iverson, man, just cross over anybody and go to the bucket for an easy layup or just hang back, shoot a three. Like Allen Iverson was one of my favorite players. Anyway, I digress. That was the reason he, he was the reason why my favorite number, my lo- my favorite lucky number has been three, three. throughout yeah. the years is because Allen Iverson and us playing over at DeAndre's house with yep. basketball for years. Yeah. Um, you know, now you get 2K, the NBA 2K, and it's literally just the same game and they, they keep changing the shooting mechanics like it, it, it's a worse game. You're, you're just you're not even paying you're are paying for a roster update but you're just paying more money for a shittier version it's like here's version 2.0 that costs you 60 bucks that is actually worse than version (laughs) 1.0 it's it's gotten dumb my favorite nba game nba street oh dude i love NBA Street. back in 2001 that's the last time i thoroughly enjoyed an nba game that's depressing I mean, I played. We had NBA Jam on the N sixty four. Love the fuck out of it. It's not a. It's not a. You know, quote unquote professional NBA game like M- sure. NBA two K is. But look at the rankings for the newest NBA two K games. Every year, it's like, well, this is shit. Can't get worse than this. Since like, yeah, since like two K seventeen, man. The and the NBA games have kind of gone down a little bit. They've changed so much shit within those games. And like I said, I get it. I don't I don't want these companies crunching their employees. I don't want that. But without any competition, you 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 just fall by you're just like, "All right, let's rinse and repeat these same Lackadaisical. Yeah, let's And then every year they're like, "Okay, it's kind of like anytime you watch a Christmas movie, and Santa's like just got done delivering presents, and it's like three hundred and sixty-four days until Christmas, and that's how these presidents are. The companies, they're like, all right, NBA two K, whatever drops. Only three hundred and sixty-four more days until the new NBA two K. Get to work. Yeah, man, I agree. Yeah, I think we, I think we spent enough time beating down on sports games. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love sports games. Every once in a while, I'm like, all yeah. right, give me a Madden game. And it usually takes five years for me to buy one. and It still feels like the same. I understand you can't do too much. It's still football, but you can do something. That's all I ask. Andrew, what's your next fucking game? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try to segue this over. So you're talking about a lot of different sports games. This is going to be controversial. We already had a little bit of back and forth about it earlier, but this is a uh, a series, a franchise, a repetition of characters that have developed throughout the years that I feel like has probably gone on way too far. However, they have done successful work of not making it seem like the same stale rep- repetition. And that's the Mario games. I mean, you can start out with like even way back when just Mario Brothers or Super yeah. Mario Brothers or going all the way up like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64. I mean, you'll get the the variations that aren't the 2D side scrollers that become Mario 64, where it's expanded into that 3D realm Mario Sunshine, where it wasn't just him moving around, it gave the water aspect. Or Mario Odyssey, where you're running around, but you also have the hat. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a lot of the same running around and repetition. And the reason I say it was a segue over is because Mario also did a very good job of getting me interested in sports games with oh, whenever it came out with like Mario Tennis. Hmm. And it's also done Mario Golf and Mario Kart and different things like that. So they have expanded into a lot of uh, varying topics and uh, activities, but it's as old as us. I had forgotten about Mario Tennis until you said (laughs) something, man. I love Mario Tennis, and that's whenever I first met Daisy. Daisy. I I remember Mario Golf. That was actually kind of fun. And then... Yeah, I mean, everybody's played Mario Kart. Even if you don't think you've played it, you've played it. Mario Kart's fun. I do think, like we, we've said previously, I think Diddy Kong Racing's still better. Yeah. Um, there I said it. Kevin, your thoughts? I, I'm not a big Mario fan. I, I've i played most of them, beaten most of them. Every time I go through, like everyone always talks about how great Galaxy is. And I just, I don't see it. But I feel like the games are fresh enough. They never feel like the same. They always add something. So I got to disagree. I got to think Mario can stick around because there's a lot of games. But the games you were listing literally have nothing to like Mario Tennis. It's a tennis game. (laughs) Fucking Mario Golf. It's a golf game. Mario just Odyssey. It's a completely it's a platformer. Every time they do something, they don't. They're not like, okay, we got to fucking piggyback on this real quick. We got to, we got their attention. Let's, let's make the same thing and sell it to them again. These, these kids are just going to eat it up. Right. Well, and that's where like, um, Mario Kart, that has been the repetitive, uh, game and instance, like, uh, some of the other ones that we've already mentioned, like the different EA sports going forward. But Mario franchise has also branched out so far that it'll allow you to, be interested in other things i just mean overall like yes those games are fun yes even some of the current games that they are coming out with are fun whether they're in a portable uh console platform whether they're in a tv console whether like whatever it is it's a switch or the game boy or the ds or whatever has it been around for too long have the same characters run their course to an aspect yes they've added uh waluigi and uh, all, all sorts of other people into the the mix in the fray but has 
has the same run of characters kind of run its course. Not necessarily the games per se, but just reusing the same franchise of characters. Not in my eyes, because we got Chris Pratt as fucking Mario. Let's go, boys. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's going to be very interesting. Yeah, seriously, like I, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think Mario, I think Mario is going to be there forever, and honestly, I, I'm okay with that. I, I think Nintendo does a good job with them. I, I don't feel like they put out too many games with them. They even sometimes, I mean, they've changed them up a little bit, but it still feels like that original NES Super Mario. Mario. So I don't, I don't know how they do it. I don't know if it's because it's Nintendo and they're the forefront of changing things and making think different ways about video games. I, I, like I said, I'm not the biggest Mario fan, but I feel like he can definitely stay no problem. Do you think it's also because it is a game that speaks to multiple generations? Not of that it's been around for almost four decades, but the fact that John, your son would probably play a Mario game and you could play the same game and have different uh, emotions and enjoyment off of it. And it continues to be like that. Sure. He he could genuinely be happy playing it and I would be sad knowing how old I am. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate your guys' insight because, I mean, that's, like I said, I knew it was going to be a slightly controversial uh subject topic uh but yeah i mean it's good to know how you guys feel because i'm sure there are other people out there that feel just like one of us john do you have anything else uh on your list um yeah i think game franchise that needs to die for sure two of them actually are um uncharted and god of war kevin what do you got yeah, I'm really the the the, the bald headed people with two swords aesthetic is just played out. Uh, I, I feel like I played uh, God of War and then I played God of War two and it just felt like the same game. Yep, I identify as a bald headed bearded person. Because you are bald headed bearded person, you fucking. That's why I identify as a jackass. Um, let's see what could be next on my list. I don't know, Kevin. I, I guess I'll ask you this. Final Fantasy, do you think there should be more games? Yes. Uh, <laughs> having played so many of them in a year, I go with yes. And I think it's because you can only do so much to an RPG. Clearly, they tried numerous things in Final Fantasy. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. Yeah. But I think what drives RPGs are the story and the fact that every time they put out a new one, it's a, it's a new story. New world, new, new world. characters. It, it never feels old to me. Um, even at, like I said, even after playing it all goddamn year long, every time I went into one, it was like, okay, I got some new characters, got some new stories. Maybe the story sucks balls, but it's fresh. And I feel like as long as they keep on going with the fresh, it's not going to be played out. Andrew, I agree to that. I can hope for that. Yeah. Because, yes, as, as an RPG lover and how a lot of them have faded off throughout the years that have had sequels like Fantasy Star and such, I can only hope that, you know, Final Fantasy can not be that replicated game each time it has a new release. That it actually can have something fresh about it to make it enjoyable to be able to play all the way through still and not just feel like something repetitive from 
last year, three, seven years ago. Yeah. That way it can actually still be fresh. Because, I mean, the fact that they're on Final Fantasy 15, so they've had 15 numeric games. They've also had uh, sequels to some of those numeric games. They've come out with nine movies since 94. But they're still able to somehow like keep kind of a freshness about it. And I think the fact that they're still doing an online multiplayer MMO for 14, I think that's pretty cool. I know a, a group of people that are actually still interested in it, that still play it, and that still work as a, as a raid, which is almost like going to, it's it's almost like a console replacement for WoW right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty cool that they are still maintaining and still keeping an audience satisfied with that MMO. Yeah, I think Final Fantasy has done something pretty interesting and in that each, you know, kind of similar to Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed, right? There's already like a blueprint. There's kind of like a, here's what we need to do. Um, or like, here's like the the blueprint of, of what this game is going to be. But then they always put a different setting, new characters, try to like implement new things for a battle system or summons or that type of thing. I think like how each subsequent like release tries to do something a little bit different where i feel like call of duty assassin's creed the things that they've implemented at least for me speaking solely for me have kind of just fallen like short of what my expectations were i mean we can talk about how you know oh well if we didn't have a failure as 12 how can we appreciate (laughs) some of the better ones but then we also just talked about mario and how there are so many good ones that don't have as many failures. Yeah. So it's kind of the which side is the scale tipping for this topic? Sure. Uh, John, was that your controversial opinion, Final Fantasy, or it seemed like you were kind of like <laughs> no my my controversial opinion is that uh, Legend of Zelda after Breath of the Wild two should be dead. That's cool. I'll just edit that out. My controversial opinion. <laughs> Is uh, it's a series that I've mentioned before that I I don't get and I think it's dumb and I hate it. So maybe that explains why I think this series should fucking rot in hell. Uh, Goat Simulator. No, it's a Sims. No, it's a good game. Not Sims. Sims is a terrible game. We'll get to that in a little bit. Sonic. Sonic, for sure. Um, don't get me wrong, Sonic. I understand. It's place in history. I can appreciate what Sega did for, I guess, the gaming industry as a whole. They 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 fought Nintendo, and they put up a fight. Like it was insane, and Sonic was a Hell big yeah. part of that. But I don't get the Sonic games, and I definitely think the series should just fall by the wayside. And I know it's not because of the movies coming out and stuff like that. They've already introduce more games and don't be wrong there are some sonic games i do enjoy and they're not even like quote unquote the good ones and it's literally like two of them i enjoy the sonic adventure game and uh i enjoy sonic 3 to an extent but there have been so many god awful fucking games that i don't know how people keep buying these and expect something good let's see we got of course the creme la creme of fucking god-awful Sonic 06. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog. You got s- but you could play it on PlayStation. 
I could I could play it <laughs> in the trash can when I threw it in there. Uh, Sonic Boom, Sonic and the Secret Ring, Sonic and the Black Knight, Sonic Heroes, Sonic Forces, uh, Sonic Riders, Sonic, Shadow. Sonic Lost World. I mean, the, the fucking shit pile of games they keep coming out. And these are all like more recent games. How do you have so many gutter trash recent games that you keep making them? And don't get me wrong, they made some some ones that were highly rated. Uh, they made Sonic 4, which was back to its roots of the side-scrolling stuff, and I think that's where it kind of should have stayed. Again, I understand they got to keep with the times. Uh, Sonic Mania also went with the, the side-scrolling stuff. I just don't understand how, when it made that jump to 3D besides Sonic Adventure for me, I completely was like, I don't get it. At least Sonic 1 through 3, the music was awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, the, the colors were vibrant. The speed was there, and of course, that's that's my main hiccup with this game, is that it wants you to go fast, but the game keeps you from going fast. The The attitude he's supposed to have in these new games, it's just, it's cringy. Even, and that's just, I don't think that's just me talking as an adult. I feel like even as a kid, you're like, get, mm, chili dog, no, get the fuck out of here. What are your guys' thoughts on recent Sonic games? It's hard because I feel like they're trying to relate to the old Sonic with with the, the newer principles of the game of gaming, but they didn't make the good transition or the like they didn't have all those intermittent steps that like Mario did. It's like they tried to go from like, you know, Super Mario 3 to Mario Sunshine without having like 64 in between. Or something like something they they tried to skip steps, but it wasn't as successful for them. And I think part of that also has to uh, to shout out for Sega and how they were not able to really keep up with the times either for a lot of their games, and and as a company as itself, because that was that was one of the big driving forces is that Nintendo kept getting bigger, and Sega started to dwindle out. Even after like a Saturn Dreamcast era, yeah, the Saturn was definitely a big problem of theirs. They came out uh, too late, kind of like, almost like the Dreamcast. Uh, I think a price point was a big thing as that as well. John, do you have any opinions on Sonic and if it should die or? Um, I don't know, man. I think other than playing the original Sonic and maybe two, I I never really delved into Sonic much. Um. Not because I disliked it, just because, I, I don't know, once PlayStation came out, I kind of stuck with PlayStation, <laughs> never went back to Sega much. I think I only had one game for a Sega Saturn that wasn't even mine. It was just some racing game. I don't even remember the name of it. So, um, yeah, I couldn't really tell you much about Sonic. Sorry. I'm I'm boring. Since we don't have a lot of uh, you know argument about this or much to say about Sonic other than I think we all collectively agree, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to leave it on this note, and it's one of my favorite tweets of all time, and it goes, and I quote, one of my housemates is having me and our other housemate guess whether songs he's pulling up are from Shadow the Hedgehog or Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and I've gotten literally every one of them wrong. (laughs) It gets better. This tweet was by Kevin Fran, and he puts underneath that paragraph, also, I should note, I was the localization producer on Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> 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 that game is so ass. Holy fuck, man. 
Wow. Kevin Fran. Wow. God, what a guy. What a guy. Uh, Andrew, do you, do you have any more uh, games? I have a few. Um, this one will probably be, I don't, I don't know how controversial it may be as well, but because it speaks to us and our nostalgia and, and the younger, younger feeling of the games that we used to play when we were kids, but it's still around now, and that's Pokemon. Pokemon came out in 96. They've gone through Damn. eight different generations of Pokemon. They are, was it over 400, 500, uh, 600 Pokemon that are cataloged, and not a single game has them all collected into one. They have almost 40 games, and half of them are duplicates, where they're trying to just reach out to the nostalgia of those our age so that we'll buy it again because we have adult money now. And instead of actually having new thought into how the game should come out, I mean, there's only so much that you can do without re-releasing the same game or trying to make something new and just exploding the number of Pokemon that there are and keeping the same platform. Here, here's a starter Pokemon. Here, you need to go and do this adventure now that you're blank years old. Try to fill out this uh, encyclopedia of Pokemon, uh, get eight badges, beat the leaders, and then, oh, well, you're, you're kind of done. You could do after quests, but, you know, you're kind of done. It's, it's, it's gotten so repetitive. And yes, there have been games like Pokemon Snap and uh, things like that that have just, that, that have given that variance, but it's not like Mario. And how they went to like so many different ones. Like it's like the Pokemon, they have uh, their own showcase inside of like Super Smash. Mm-hmm. That's cool, especially where some of them are their own personalities, like how Mewtwo was like in the beginning, or even like when you get to play Lucario later on, or you actually get to be the Pokemon trainer that swaps out with the different Pokemon. Like that's cool that you're like branching out and incorporating your characters into other games that's helping to keep the idea alive and fresh without actually like repeating the same notion but for a lot of the games it's still repeating the same notion and i think this is this is a perfect example of rpgs that failed because no one gives a fuck about a pokemon story collect your eight badges (laughs) Fight the Elite Four and collect them all. That it rinse and repeat. <laughs> That's it. There's nothing to the story. I, I remember trying to talk to every single person and they would just be like, Hey, look at my Voltorb. Or Hey, I hear that gym leader has a rock Pokemon. You should use water. I tried using fire and I got my butt kicked. There's nothing to them. And at this point, I think they're afraid to get rid of Pokemon. Right. Because it outlasted Digimon. Oh, for sure. And like you said, Andrew, they they tried. Like, they tried to branch out. And I think they had some successes. Uh, Pokemon Snap was fun. Uh, The original. I never played the second one because I feel like one is enough for that. Maybe because I didn't give a shit about the newer Pokemon. They had Hey You Pikachu, which was very strange. But I mean, it was unique. Uh, if um if they started naming them after body parts, like you know, Pokemon Uranus or Pokemon Armpit or Pokemon Gluteus Maximus, would that be like better? No, 
just because they changed the name to i mean they essentially changed the name all the time anyway so it doesn't really matter they it's pokemon red pokemon blue pokemon gold pokemon silver no matter what the fuck they call it it's still gonna be the same shit uh but no they had they had the mystery dungeons they had coliseum like they for a time they did other things and it i feel like it worked it was still pokemon but it was a different spin on it but I can't honestly remember the last time they did something like that besides the newest Pokemon Snap. They had Hey You Pikachu, which was a felt like a dumbed-down version of Red and Blue. You didn't even have, like, battles. It was, well, then there's also, like, a Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Let's go. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the Hey You Pikachu that has you get the N64 and you get the little yeah. microphone with it. <laughs> no, my apologies. No, I meant the the what was it called? Hey, uh, no, let's let's go. go. Thank you. No, those games felt so bland and just a cash grab for nostalgia. I think is what they essentially were. And don't yeah. be wrong, I got it because I was playing Pokemon Go. Perfect example of them branching out. That took the fucking world by storm. Oh my god, it did. Yeah. I have a I have middle-aged crew chiefs that are playing. You that. couldn't go like, to a park without it being fucking stranded of kids, adults just playing Pokemon Go. That that was insane. It absolutely helped people get out and move around. Now it had its drawbacks of people trespassing, but it had people actually out and about and moving like taking a walk in a park when they would normally just be sitting on their couch. But now they like I said, when was the last time they tried to branch out? They just keep rehashing the same shit. They're like, okay, let's throw some new Pokemon in there. Putting new Pokemon in there, people don't usually give a fuck because they want the older Pokemon that they love. They don't want to have to go through another hundred and find one good one they might use. They want to get their old shit, and then you make the decision, hey, let's not put the old shit in there. Let's keep the new shit. Let's fucking pump that out there. Now, that, that series can either get a reboot, which they'll never do because they would lose out on so many Pokemon and they would, they would honestly lose a lot of fans. Cause I think Pokemon fans are probably the most angriest motherfuckers out there <laughs> or they just need to end it, which they won't cause it makes too much money. So I, I agree, Andrew, that that series can, can leave in my opinion, as much as I love it. Uh, I loved it. I, like I said, me and Andrew bought the most recent game and it was just felt like the same fucking thing, man. Yep. <laughs> John, you got anything you'd like to add? All right. Yeah, I guess I can hop back in here with what would probably be my last one. So I think a game series that should probably die just because the magic of the first few games just is almost impossible to recreate. That is Mortal Kombat. I can remember being a kid in the 90s and when that game came out and the ESRB rating and blood and gore and all that stuff for Sega or Nintendo or whatever. Like, I don't know, man. The magic that is probably the first like three or four Mortal Kombat games, man, is just very it, it's hard to recreate that. Right. Like, you know, yeah, you can make these cool new characters and things, but um, I don't know, man, I, you know. Scorpion made my top 10 characters list. I love Scorpion, and I love, like, Reptile and Sub-Zero. Holy shit, did you see me just do a split and punch a guy in the balls? Yeah, oh, man. man, I just ripped a dude's spine out. Yeah. Um, well said. Um, I, I just think that, what are we on? Mortal Kombat, like, 12 now, or, or 11? 11 numerically, but there are a lot of Mortal Kombat. There's more than 20 games total. 
Yeah, so it's it's got a lot of games in that series. I think it's probably been milked for all it's worth, in my opinion. Just, I mean, there's there's only so much you can do to revamp a fighting game like that, especially like you know the side scrolling kind of fight fighting game that Mortal Kombat is. So that would kind of be my last one. I think really the original ones are probably still my favorite. Um, like Mortal Kombat Two, I think is probably my favorite. Um, yeah, that would be my last one. No, I got to agree with you on that one. I, I, before we started this, I, I thought about Mortal Kombat, but I was like, no, Eleven's really cool. I, I like playing it. But hearing you talk about it, it, it makes sense because the reason why it got so popular was the blood and guts and stuff like that. But now it's like you can almost turn on cable television and see the same fucking thing. So it's that <laughs> yeah. that that lure of, oh, man, blood, guts, fucking people dying, burning getting their heads blown off it's i feel like we've soaked in so much of that through our lifetimes now it's just like yeah meh i mean i will never forget the first time i did the uppercut on the level with the spikes and oh the, and, yeah and then the person falls down and gets the, like dude I, I was like nine or eight so somewhere in there the first time i did that it was like man I'll, you'll never recapture that mm-hmm. kind of like magic again so to speak so yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's 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 one of those like nostalgia things that like you just can't recreate it. So you almost wonder like for even the younger generations that could be experiencing even the newer games, are they going to have the same kind of nostalgia that we were able to hit, get with the older games? But because kids are growing up now with technology already in tow, that our games are obsolete. Their games are the nostalgia of what's newly created. They they don't understand real games. <laughs> it's it's hard to say. Do you think fighting games in general should almost go? Because it, I feel like the reason why they were so popular is because the time they came out was arcades. The arcade cabinets. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel like pop a few quarters in, play with your buddies. I mean, now you have you have online, but it doesn't feel the same as. Got that fucking joystick in hand, you're tapping the six buttons, you know, popping quarter after quarter, yeah. kicking people's ass in the arcade. No, especially if you're trying to play online and somebody has a better internet connection <laughs> than you, and they're able to either get the blocks in or get the attacks in before you can block. Like, it's it's not the same. It's not what it was originally intended for. But is it just being held on? Like, is it being, like, carried on just for the nostalgia feel? I guess so. I mean, along with Mortal Kombat, you could probably throw in other fighting games. You know, you got Tekken, you know, which I, I was a huge fan of Tekken when it first came out. Tekken Tag is probably Tekken Tag Tournament. The first one was probably my favorite Tekken game. Um, it was such an awesome game. I love that. But, you know, that's definitely grown long in the tooth. Uh, Soul Calibur, I think, is kind of up there, too. Like Soul Calibur, the first few were really good. Soul Calibur, what was it, yep. three or four that had Yoshimitsu? from yeah. Tekken like that that was a great one Killick was is another cool character I liked Killick um but I don't know man there's only so many times you can play those games um before it's like all right you're kind of in the Assassin's Creed mode let's pump one out a year and same thing just cooler nicer looking skins you know which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's like you didn't really reinvent something here you know um so that's probably my last one Kevin do you have any any more on your list I got one more, uh, and my wife's going to kill me for it. Let's not have that. The Sims. <laughs> and I think it's because of the DLC. Don't be wrong, there's only so many times you can play The Sims, 
and listen to those idiots talk in the, the sim language, whatever it's called. Roger, 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 roger. Yeah, and build your houses. Like, it was really cool. When it, like, it, it drew me in for the first two. It made you feel like an architect. Yeah, and, you know, having your guy, like, get promotions at work, have different jobs, fucking get married to the neighbors, have your kids, stuff like that. That was really cool. Time management. Building your houses. And then they were just like, well, let's just create new skins and have new things you can buy. And that's about it. And then the DLC. Oh, God. The DLC is insane, I know, because my wife has all of the Sims 4 DLC. I never knew that there were DLC for those games. That, that Literally, the last one I played was the first Sims. I haven't played any of them since that. All right. John, since you don't know, I want you to guess how many Sim 4 DLCs there are. Because you're having me guess, I'm going to assume it's double digits, so let's go with lucky number 13. 34. Fuck me. <laughs> Wow. 34 DLC packs. And they're not like $5 here, $5 there. Some of these are like $40. Jesus. Not all of them, but like, uh, I think the, uh, there's one like the pets. That one's like 20 or something like that. Uh, the bigger ones cost 40. There's smaller ones that cost like 10, but they're not fucking cheap, man. And they just, they just throw them the fuck out there and they add such t- the littlest shit that, and so she fucking owns them all. I think. I fucking, I hope. That game came out in 2014. Jesus, 34 DLCs. And is it just like character skins or story things or like what is even in those? Well, this is just Sims 4 with all of its DLCs. Each of the Sims had their own expansions Jesus. off of each of the main games. And it, it didn't used to be like that. Sims 1 was Sims 1. Yeah. Uh, I think Sims 2 had maybe like... It's like five or six? Maybe even, if that. And they were like really big ones. Uh, but no, the, some of the ones, I don't know what they include. I'll have to ask my wife, but I'm looking at them. You have Sims 4 Seasons, Sims 4 Parenthood, uh, Sims 4 Discovery University, Vampires, um, City Living, like they add such small things and sometimes I'm not sure all of them do, but some of them add new areas to go to that have new things for your Sims to do. Wow. But most of it is such small shit that I cannot believe they people buy this crap. My sister's the same way. My sister, I think she might own every single Sim DLC from Sims one, Sims two, Sims Online. Andrew, you remember when Sims Online was fucking big after Sims 2? Sims 3, Sims 4. She watches people on Twitch play Sims when she's not fucking watching me because I haven't streamed in a year and a half. Uh, Just go to my page and sit there, Sally. Wait, please. Instead of watching Sims. See, what you need to do is you need to actually like stream Sims and then just have that VOD saved and she could just rewatch <laughs> yours and then just increases your viewer count and your She's sitting there with fucking popcorn going, "Oh, he fucking he's making dinner." <laughs> I wonder what he'll do this time. <laughs> like I said, I enjoyed the Sims games. It's just when they pump out this DLC and when he got to Sims 4, it was the same fucking shit. It was just a prettier version of it 
and that was it. So the same like language they might add in some more jokes and stuff, but it's still the same fucking game. Andrew, take us home. Do you got you got one more on your list? I have one more on my list, and let's see what you guys think about this one. Um, this one has come a long way in its advancements of the game itself. Um, it was very bird's eye view to start, and then almost first person point of view in more recent. And this is GTA. Mm. Now, GTA has been around since 1997, but the last real like game that came out for it was GTA 5 in 2013. Almost so nine, nine years. years. <laughs> Jesus. Now, it's, 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 it's come across seven consoles. It's had four expansion, or like four uh, different expansions. It's it's had like four portable games, like like off of uh, Game Boy, PSP, like that kind of thing. Um, but just like how Skyrim has been re- redone through three different generations of consoles, so is GTA V. And I'm glad that now it's 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 becoming a lot more popular with streamers, with the MMO aspect of the very like very inclusive online things where everybody can practically go online and live a different life. It's kind of cool, but has, has it kind of lived itself out? It's not at all what it used to be. Well, it used to be just, you know, you beat up a hooker, steal her money and steal a car and then drive off. Hope you don't get too many stars and you, while you outrun the cops, the American dream. Isn't that just another Tuesday for you, Andrew? (laughs) Yeah. Minus uh, me taking the money from the hooker, it's usually giving it to her. Mm. Mm. I think I think you're onto something. So l- let me ask you this, Andrew: Is it just the series as a whole, or is it the fact that five is so saturated into the memory of of everything over the last nine years that they just keep redoing GTA Five? I think it's a mix of both. Okay. Just because, uh, I mean. I'm happy for them that they've been able to kind of keep it relevant to a degree of GTA 5. But just like how Skyrim hasn't really come out with anything new, I mean, I'm supp- I, like, I suppose that the online part of it has been able to keep updates and be able to do like different events and such like that with the online aspect of the GTA 5. But is it one of those, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it with GTA 5? Is that why they haven't really done anything different or have they realized that it's like oh they peaked in high school they can't really like go any farther with it i don't know i've always been a huge fan of uh gta 3 that was the first one that i played i didn't i didn't play one and two until later on um but man again like the same point that i made back with like the mortal Kombat games gta 3 just captured a magical moment in gaming just what you could do with that game then the asinine amount of cheat codes for that where you can like raise your level and then get attacked by all the helicopters and the tanks and shit like that like dude gta 3 was my freaking jam back in god was that 0405 when that first came out so um i don't know i i think it's probably just gotten long in a tooth but i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are still pumping out gta 5 which i've never played honestly I, j- I just kind of get tired of hearing about it, really. <laughs> it's like, oh, GTA 5 is coming to the PlayStation 9. Um. <laughs> I uh, I got to disagree on this one. I think GTA 5 has stuck around way too long. 
And I know exactly why they fucking do it. And it's because of the online and how much money oh, they sure. make all these dumbass shark cards. Um, all the microtransactions. like Yeah. So I get it from a financial standpoint. They're making fuck tons of money while I make a new game. I really enjoy GTA as a series. I, even 5, uh, I, I bought it twice. I will not buy it a third time on Xbox Series X. Quote me on that if you fucking want. I will not. But the story is it's a lot of fun. They still, even like Mortal Kombat, they don't have that shock value anymore. Somehow GTA 5 still shocks me at the shit they get away with. Uh, Trevor uh, from GTA 5 was on my uh, top character list just because of the amount of dumb shit he would do. But I, I can go back and play 4 and I can go back and play 3, Vice City, San Andreas. Vice City might be my favorite GTA and I really want them to come out with GTA 6 and I want I want to see what these guys can make and they're just hung up on this fucking 5. So don't be wrong, I love, I, I love the single player of it. The multiplayer got so fucking out of hand. When it first came out, it was awesome. I played it every night with my buddies. And then they started adding the dumbest shit. Like they have a, a scooter that can fly and shoots missiles. And it's like, what what fun is that? If I wanted that, I would go play Saints Row. I don't want to play Saints Row. I want to play Grand Theft Auto V. So I, I got to, like I said, I got to disagree with the Andrew. I think GTA as a series can stay. GTA V needs to be buried somewhere. It's It's been here long enough. And Saints Row, or Saints Row is a very good example of someone else that can also make a style of game that's very similar, that can make it effectively. Now, I didn't play the second one, but that is something that it was good that it wasn't a total monopoly of that style, that franchise. But it also didn't continue. Because, what, what, weren't there three of them? Three They're Saints making Row? a new one. Are they? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's going to go with the old style, but they didn't make three of them. Uh, no, they made four, and the fourth one, you were a superhero president. Mm. Wish I could make that up. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, we we've we laid out. We've a few covered of them. some ground here. Yeah, dude, I mean, there's some that I was like, I I was holding on to for a while. That was just like, I know what I'm going to talk about when this topic comes up. But I mean, like we we've we've hit a lot of the heavy hitters. Do you yeah, guys man. have any uh, honorable mentions that you want to throw out real quick? That if you don't want to get right, really into it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's something we talked about earlier with the Microsoft acquisition of, of, of and uh, Act. What is it called? Activision? No, Activision. Activision Blizzard. Activision. Thank you, thank you. Guitar Hero. Please don't come back, man. You're not going to make it because people can't stream it. It's that simple. It's during COVID. They've already taught. They're like, we're going to bring it back. It's a party game. You got to play with your friends. It's peak COVID. We can't stream it. You, God knows how many landfills are full of the fucking plastic controllers. Just don't bring it back, please. We had fun. Then you decided to pump the games out year after year. And we stopped. And we've moved past it. I think the successful evolution of that has become Beat Saber, allowing the VR to take over. Yeah. Mm. Good good call. Good call. Right on, right on. John, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, I just kind of get tired of seeing the same fucking like mobile games like Bejeweled and Candy Crush. I, it, it, They're all the same game. It's just, you're just matching three of something. 
just just kill them. They're done. Who still plays that? <laughs> Edge, do you, do you have any? No, I I don't. You guys you guys have uh, had some really good ones, and like we we doubled up on a couple and we tripled up on a couple. But I mean, I enjoyed that we have similar opinions, but also competing and contradictive opinions um, for what we each feel about it and i i think that is one of the best parts about our dynamic here yeah but i do want to thank you but gentlemen for your time i want to thank everybody that listened for their time and i appreciate you listening um let us know what things that you think about have been what games have had too long of a of a life what what company has created cheat codes for their games that have made it have too many lives that it's lasted way too long uh john what are those socials uh you can find us on twitter at vgl underscore podcast or on instagram at vgl podcast so hit us up let us know what you think if we're right if we're wrong whether or not you know we hit the nail on the head or if we missed a few we want to hear from you but we also want to thank you for everything that you guys have done of being a part of this and taking the time to listen with us and gentlemen as always it's been a pleasure. So, that's going to be us signing off. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. Man, it used to be that there was there was a certain there were certain people that were at my work that you could tell who was in the stall taking a shit because they couldn't breathe without sounding like they were about to have an asthma attack. Well, there's our bloopers for the next one. We haven't even synced up yet. <laughs> I always seem to get the guy next to me that does like the full grunt before he pushes the. <laughs> like the worst is it's the same thing at the gym, man. When you get those fucking loud ass motherfuckers look over, they got five pound weights in their arms. <laughs> Have you ever like, been wait. in the gym with someone doing like a deadlift or doing like arm curls and they're making that noise, but then you hear the. <laughs> right after. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the little boost they needed to fucking get the weight up.